Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going a little bit outside of our realm, our universe, with Solo, a Star Wars story. To be fair, we're not sure of that. This could just be a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's true. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall. Are you ready to venture outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe today? Outside the Marvel Cinematic Galaxy, maybe? Yeah, and and Let's go to a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, um, this is, uh, you know, we did this last week with Deadpool. uh, First time really going outside of the Cinematic Universe. Now we're going to do it again with another bonus episode for uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Um, So, what did you think? Of Solo, what did, a Star Wars story. What did I think? I thought uh, that... Let's, let's, let's go spoiler-free for a minute. Yeah, To kind of give, give everybody a little bit of time to turn off if they want to, and also just talk about it. What did you think? I thought, you know, I was walking out of the movie. But, let's see. I was walking into the movie, not sure what to expect, because the guy doesn't look like Harrison, and all the trailers seemed like he kind of was trying to, you know, emulate Harrison Ford. Yeah. But you know, that takes a minute to get over. And once I got into the movie and recognized like, okay, this is what they're doing. It was a lot of fun. And I walked out of the movie going, you know, that was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I had a similar reaction um, to, to get to just dig into the Harrison Ford thing. As much as I enjoyed this movie, I really did. I liked this movie a lot. It was a lot of fun. I never felt like he was on solo. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, yep. I thought you... that maybe this was Han Solo before the world embittered him because he was so idealistic and so, like, he was so caught up in his own legend that had not even happened yet. Yes, he was. Uh, to me, okay. Do you know the uh, I forget the, I forget what they call it, and this is a this is bad because I'm not able to think of the name of the theory. But have you ever heard the theory that like the best protagonists are ones that are sort of blank? Luke yeah, Skywalker, the everyman theory. The everyman theory. Yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, Harry Potter's boring. Luke yeah. Skywalker's boring. Yeah, uh, they're like the they're the 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 neutral mask. That's what it's called. I get what mask. you're going for. I get what you're going for. Um, because Luke Skywalker was boring. That made Harrison Ford, or that gave Han Solo space in the first Star Wars trilogy to be a lot of fun. Because he's, in a way, Han Solo, at least in the first one and probably throughout all of them, he's not the protagonist. He is yeah. he's a protagonist, but he's, he's, he's not our entrance into the universe. In this mm-hmm. movie, he had to be our entrance into the universe. Because he is the protagonist, and I felt like he was our neutral mask, and every other character was more interesting than him. Well, yeah, that, but I mean, Han Solo is not supposed to be that way because it's Han Solo. Exactly. So it just didn't feel like Han Solo. Um, just to just to give everybody some context, not a big Star Wars fan myself. I'm, I'm I like it, but I don't love it, and so I don't even have like the strongest like. I'm not even. <clears throat> It doesn't even bother me that it's not that much on Solo. But I still, even as an outsider on the whole fandom, um, I don't even care. Or, like, it bothered me that it's not on Solo. It didn't feel like on Solo. Still doesn't. The world felt like Star Wars. It yeah. really did. But this character felt like Luke Skywalker. His, his voice You're not is, supposed to be Luke Skywalker. Well, and that's his voice. I'm an audio person. I'm a musician, yeah. and I, I live through audio. And he, they tried hard to make him look like like Han Solo, and he worked on the facial expressions, obviously, and all that good stuff. But he did not sound like Han Solo. Han Solo has, like, sort of a gruff old man voice. And I, I realize this is a younger version, but... How much younger is he supposed to be? Do we know? Uh, Eleven to fourteen years. Oh, okay. So it is. A, it is. A, it is substantial. See, I was yeah. at the end when they're talking. Well, I don't want to spoil. 
at the end, there's some things that made me think it might be sooner than that. Um, but that's that's interesting. Okay, that gives me yeah, a little is, more. This is supposed to be like early twenties Han Solo. Okay, that gives me a little more. Uh, makes me feel a little better about it. But yeah. I still, I still just never. It never. He never felt like Han Solo to me. Well, the the head for me that that really brought it in is like this is Han Solo before he got hurt by something. Yes, this is Han Solo before he got super jaded about the world. I, uh, rather, about the universe. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. It's just... Uh, they they, they kind of tried to have their cake and eat it, too. And, and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll dig into more of that. But ignoring that, ignoring the fact that I never really felt like it was on Solo, this movie was really fun. Yeah. It's a really good yeah. Star Wars movie. One of my one of my favorites, and as I mean, there's again, there's only so many. There's only so many. Well, I mean, we're we're getting one a year. It's starting to not feel that way anymore. Uh, <laughs> what are there? There's ten now. Ten. There's ten. This is number ten. That's a lot. Well, that's not, not counting the like, you know, the holiday specials or whatever. Right. There's ten major Star Wars movies. Right. That's 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 not nothing to sneeze at anymore. It used to be like. There's only six movies. It's not like the biggest franchise. Part of me was <laughs> like I'm I'm a big canon guy. I love deep canon. We've talked about this a million times. I love deep, hot, wet canon. And um the uh <laughs> continuity is the word we use for that. <laughs> that's right, that's right. I lo- I love that deep continuity. And for me, Star it's one of the reasons Star Wars was never very interesting because it was like I knew there were books. But you never know if books are. Gonna... <laughs> but I hate reading. Well, I know I, I read tons of Star Trek, <laughs> um, but 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 a lot of times the books, and I ended up being correct, aren't canon, and they 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 were always this sort of like, especially in Star Wars, it was always like this is kind of canon, this is not really canon. It, I think uh, Luke uh, George I almost called him Luke Skywalker, George uh, George Lucas Skywalker, George R R Skywalker, whatever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Martin Walker. He uh, he even used to say that there were like le- different levels of canon. Like, yeah, there was, he had this whole stratification of canon where like these are actually canon, these could be canon, and these are outside of canon, but they're all in the Star Wars universe. And it's like, no, just make no, yourself a tight universe. It's either it either works or it doesn't. Yeah, you got to decide what's in there. Um, and, and so, so that's part of the reason it never interested me. I'm more interested now that they're tightening it up. They're deciding what is canon, and they are—they threw out a bunch of stuff. And I hate that for all the Star Wars fans. J.J. Abrams is the destroyer of worlds. He destroyed <laughs> tons of Star Trek canon, and now he's destroying Star Wars canon. I don't know what world he'll try to destroy next. Um, but anyway, movie was bring him into the MCU for a hard reset. Yeah. Um, that's Avengers five. <laughs> yeah, Avengers. Avengers ten is going to be J.J. Abrams Avengers, which is just br- all all brand new actors and everything. Um, okay, so great movie. I really like this movie. Yes. Does if if I were a bigger Star Wars fan, I might be pissed off at the characterization of Han Solo. I'm not, but I understand those who are because it's just it still doesn't feel like Han Solo. Yeah, that uh, that reminds me, like one of our. One of our listeners uh, wrote us a little bit of feedback, even though he hadn't seen the movie. Uh, <laughs> said the only way this could be a good movie is if Chewie realizes that this guy is not the real Han Solo and kills him at the end. Hashtag not my Han Solo. Hashtag Star Wars is dead to me. Hashtag not my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> so somebody who is pretty upset at The Last Jedi. Totally understandable. Um, yeah, well, is he upset at The Last Jedi or is he upset at this movie? Well, he said, "Not my, not my Luke Skywalker." And a lot of people who were like diehard Star Wars fans after the Last Jedi were just like, "Nope, I'm done. This is nope, nope. You are not doing this to my childhood." Right. This is not the same. This is not the same. These are not the. This is not the Star Wars I'm looking for. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, that that tracks. But uh, I, I did like this movie. I can't. I can't. I can't say it any other way. I. I'm not being a big Star Wars fan and not really caring about the strict characterizations or in the, and the continuity, which you know, unlike me, um, these movies felt these mo- these newer movies have felt good to me. Um, yeah. And this one particularly, 
Honestly, I think this one and Rogue One might be my favorites. <laughs> yeah, God, Rogue One was so good. Rogue One was great, and this one was great. Um, I did. There were some leftover moments I felt like from the Lord and Miller directing that I could kind of tell. Just some of it felt like it, you know, you know, you know, you know the Lord and Miller versus Ron Howard thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You know about the whole. I, I guess to, to to catch up our listeners, which I'm sure none of none of them are oblivious to this if they're listening to this cast probably but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lord and miller the people who directed a lego movie another kind of fun fair like that um were uh directing this movie they were they were fired and replaced by ron howard uh and and it was said that their stuff was too silly it was and the words ace ventura were mentioned um Ooh. it's rough yeah they said uh it just wasn't turning out like the movie they wanted it to be and I think Ron Howard did an amazing job salvaging that. If that was the case, if, if, if this movie felt like... This did not feel like Ace Ventura. This felt very much like Star Wars. Um, but uh, I, there, were, there were moments. There were little glimpses of moments where like, just a certain line was a little too silly or a little too out there. And I was like, I think that might have been a Lord Miller moment. Because <laughs> they, they had finished principal photography on this movie. It was yeah. done. This movie was in the can, so to speak, and then they replaced the directors, <laughs> and then they reshot a ton of it. So, but they didn't reshoot everything. So there's certain parts that, like, I don't know, it just felt like a little bit different. Like the characters shifted a little bit. Um, yeah, Donald Glover was amazing. Legend. That man is a legend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the, it, he's becoming. I mean. <laughs> Between, He's becoming a household name. <laughs> between Atlanta season finale just ending, uh, and then This Is America being such a fire music video, and him playing Lando, he is he is breaking through like nobody's business. Um, and him playing Miles Morales's uncle in a critical role in Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> right, right. I think that was his Ooh. real breakout role right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's dive in to. Um, some Should we spoilers. get into spoilers? I think it's section? time for spoilers. Okay, um, so before we get there, right? It's a good movie you should see, with the understanding that it might not be your Star Wars. I feel like it's probably your Star Wars. It's just not your Han Solo. Personally, that's fair. That's fair. I don't. It's think... your universe, not your Han Solo. Yeah. If you go in like this is just a story of a dude, then it's a really good story. <laughs> And this I, is a story of a dude. <laughs> if you go in feeling like that or looking for that, if you're looking for just a good little tale, it's great. But as a so, I don't know if they successfully told the solo story. That's and fair. They did leave enough, plenty of room for a sequel, and maybe they'll like bridge the gap between this character and the, um, and and the Han Solo character. But as of now, it just doesn't feel like my Han Solo. You know. That's yeah. So, yeah. Um. I would like to see a Lando movie. Oh, for sure, for sure. And and they've they've already t- they're already talking about it. So yeah, I think I think of they are. I think it will happen. Um, probably in short order. It's probably one of the next things they'll do. Um, Donald Glover was so much fun. Um, I loved L three. His 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 droid was wonderful. <laughs> so good. Yep. Yep. Um, what was her name? Oh my god! I feel like I knew her name. At one point, but this was like a, a new role for her. The actress, uh, rather, uh, yeah, the actress. Um, like this was a a big role as opposed to something relatively small. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Okay, that name sounds familiar. Never heard of her. I'm not real familiar <laughs> with her. Yeah, apparently she's been in a show called Fleabag, uh, which is it looks like this is an Amazon mm, show. Cool. Uh, crashing. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I know who she is. I recognized her voice, and I just wasn't sure where I knew her from. Crashing. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've just watched all of Crashing. So Lulu is who that is. Okay. Neat. Yeah, yeah. She hasn't really done much other than you know the cafe, Broadchurch, Crashing, Fleabag, bunch of TV series. Okay. Couple of shorts. Well, you know. she was great. Just the the, the character was wonderful. Oh, uh, yeah. it, that character it, it, was She amazing. addressed some issues that uh, many of us have been talking about in Star Wars for a long time. 
Uh, Equal rights for droids. Yeah, she she addressed that in a way that was super fun. Uh, let's get into spoilers before we okay. before we trip into it accidentally. Um, okay. If you are just if you're joining us for the first time, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would reach out to us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com/slash mcucast, mcucast everywhere basically. Uh, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast on YouTube, mcucast on Twitch, and um, yeah, just find us. We're everywhere podcasts are sold. Um, but also, uh, we're starting to do this live stream thing, so find us on Twitch, find us on YouTube, and you can subscribe. Um, but now, it's time for spoilers. So, spoilers in three, two, one. Oh my god, Darth Maul. Right? Darth Maul is the leader of the Crimson Dawn. That surprised me a lot. Same. Oh my goodness. I was, I was like hitting my girlfriend. Uh, like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Look who it is. Do you but know? in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> um, yeah, <it> so... <laughs> you listen here, wench. Look at the screen. <laughs> like, look who it That's is. Look who it doing. is. Um, so, so <laughs> totally shocked by that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, oh, yeah. I understand that he has been returning in the Rebels TV series. Uh, he was... He came back in the Clone Wars series. Okay. That's really cool. I, I I liked that they brought him back into the movies after he's been in the TV series. You know, being, again, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we talk a lot about continuity and connectivity between the universes and the TV universe and the movie universe. <laughs> and Interconnectivity. Uh, Marvel has had a bit of an issue bringing TV characters into the movies, um, even ones who started in the movies, went to TV, and haven't been back. <laughs> Um, so it's interesting that, uh, they were able to bring him back into the movies. I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with those awesome robot legs that had been seen in the series. Cause like when they found, when he was found after, uh, like his brother searched for him and found him in a junkyard, he had like spider legs. I've heard and that. Was nuts. Yeah. I really and need to watch like, Rebels and, and Clone Wars, but I just, it, I tried, to, I tried to watch it and it just was too child like for me at first and may i've heard it gets better but i just haven't dug in to the point where i really enjoyed it yeah um don't watch the movie though the movie's hot garbage okay got it um <laughs> so what what else do we want to talk about spoiler wise well i feel like it's hard thought- to spoil this movie because they really kind of painted by numbers like the they did the kessel run um they fixed the Kessel Run, which is great. What do you mean? Um, in the original Star Wars, he says, I ran the Kessel Run, or this ship ran the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Yeah. Which makes sense, but I think, and, and, and when, when, when uh, I think when George Lucas wrote that, he was thinking it was a measurement of time. <laughs> Like, legit. I don't think he realized that parsecs was a measurement of distance when he wrote that down. Um, yeah, yeah. And for forever, we've been discussing what that could mean. And I've always said it had to have been some sort of, like, dangerous environment where you normally have to go around it or a certain route, and he went straight through it. Like, that That makes sense. That sounds like Han Solo. Um, and that's exactly what they did. <laughs> they gave him, like, yeah, yeah, a really yep. dangerous environment. Um I felt super bad for that space being they killed. Oh, God, yeah. Its skin just got, like, completely ripped off. Yeah. By gravity. I get it. It was a big thing trying to eat you, and you gotta do what you gotta do. But (laughs) that just, uh, that was rough. (laughs) That poor thing. Oh, God. It's just trying to eat, you know? It's yeah. just hungry. It's, it's in its natural environment. You're invading. <laughs> you came to its house. Oh, and that that goes right back to what Han had said when he was in the uh, in the army. And he was like, you know, we're the hostile people. Like, this is their planet. Yeah, exactly. I feel like uh, Star Wars, for a 404 universe where they do a lot of... Like, hey, this guy's big and green. This girl's big and blue. Or, like, this person has tentacles. Whatever. Uh, For a world where that happens all the time, it is strange to me that they don't think about these huge creatures as life forms. 
Yeah. Um, they're just like, I don't know. It just seems strange to me. Like in Star Trek, if they made a bi- meet a big thing in space, they don't just kill it. <laughs> like, yeah, if it's trying to kill them, they might be forced to, but generally they'll try to find a peaceful resolution. Uh, in Star Wars, it's just like, and I, I mean, I get it. These are a bunch of smugglers. These aren't like Federation officers or Imperial officers or whatever. Um, Shit, Imperial officers would be like, blast it to hell. Right, right, right. They They don't have the luxury of you know like maybe they don't have the luxury of such morality <laughs> in the Star <laughs> the Wars luxury. universe and they're not burdened by a great purpose well see if you kind of think about it Star Trek and Star Wars like the Empire is kind of the federation of the Star Wars universe you know it's just that completely different um, take on what that means <laughs> oh man is this a like a Marvel versus DC level debate? No. No, I, th- I think it's interesting that, like, you're looking at it from different perspectives. You're looking at it from, like, if you're looking at it from the ground and the the the, the big government is mistreating you, then you're, like, a, you're looking at the Star Wars universe. But if you're looking at it from that government perspective and they're, and, and legitimately they're run by, you know, a different sort of ethos, of course, the, uh, the Empire is, like, all about bringing peace <laughs> to everyone by any means necessary, mostly war. Uh, is That's what they say in this movie. They, they're on the battlefield, and they're like, we're bringing peace to the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> with this war that we're bringing Submit. them. Submit. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas the Federation is obviously not doing that. They're doing it through diplomacy. So it's a different yeah. it's a different case, but it's still kind of the same sort of like you can you can imagine there are there are situations in uh Star Trek where there are certain like organizations or whatever like they're generally considered terrorists who are like there's a terrorist organization called the Maquis who is trying to stop the Federation's expansion. And it's just interesting that's kind of the rebels. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. Just 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 kind of a fun like uh, brain tickler. It's fun to compare these two like spacefaring uh, universes. For oh, yeah. you know, like you really like all of the Federation or most of the Federation officers, and you know Picard's your favorite and everything. And then like, I really like Darth Vader, but he's so bad. <laughs> you know, like you like him. You love you to like hate the him. characterizations. Yeah, you you like the characterizations. You love to hate some of the bad guys, and it's just like, like you said, it's two sides of the same coin. Yeah, two different ways to look at it. And it also reminds me of Firefly, which is much more on the Star Wars side of things, where you've got the rebels, um, but that's like after the war. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's if the rebels lost. It's all the same sort of the Alliance in in Firefly, the Empire, and the and Federation are all kind of just like the big government body running over, 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 over everything. You know, it's just, it's it's interesting. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's, uh, let's, we already talked about Donald Glover and how great he was and L3 and her, um, we didn't talk about her leading her own rebellion. No, we didn't. And it was great. Um, (laughs) she took one inhibitor off one robot a restrictor, or whatever they're called, restraining bolts. <laughs> restraining bolts, like, <laughs> and it. Le- <laughs> Jordan's like, "What do I do now?" And she's like, "I don't know. Free all your brethren." He's like, "Yes, yes." So good. It was so good. <laughs> she's like, "I'm making a distraction." <laughs> and there's the one, the one droid that's like, "Fuck your console! I hate this place." <laughs> I'm just stomping all over everything. Stomping all over the console, just breaking all the knobs and buttons. I really, really loved it. Uh, that was an awesome scene. And her death yeah. was super sad, especially through the eyes of Lando. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, are they really going to make him say I love you to her? Yeah. After that whole conversation, it, where she's like, clearly he's attracted to me, but you know, it would never work. It definitely seemed like it. And it actually... Her becoming part of the ship was kind of poetic and beautiful. 
Yeah. But it also made me sad at the end of the movie when Han Solo oh, yeah. won the ship. I was like, <laughs> "You're taking her away from it." Yeah, like that's his ship. <laughs> so much his ship. This robot that he that he obviously loved, at least as much as you can love a robot, and it seems like more than most of us can. Um. He just like took his ship away, and his robots was his robot was part of the ship. That, part of the ship, part of the crew. You can't just do that. Well, yeah, that seemed odd. It seemed kind of mean, heartless. Yeah, even. like a scoundrel for sure. It it, it did uh, it did add to the um the beauty of the Millennium Falcon. I mean. The the Millennium Falcon has been such a huge part of the story. In a, they made it a huge part of the Force Awakens. Uh, they also made it a huge part of this movie. Uh, first time you see it, obviously, it's got to be it's Han, it's Han Solo's movie. Uh, when, when Han Solo and Chewie first sit together, that was an awesome moment. Um, it's just really really fun, really really yeah, fun when, to watch this stuff happen. When he met Chewie, like okay. First off, let's talk about how, like, before we get into their interaction, Chewie's a badass. Oh, yeah. Like, we knew Chewie was a badass, but Chewie's a fucking badass. No, absolutely. Like, we knew he was strong, but, like, I feel like this is the first time we actually get to see Chewie being strong. Yeah, it, it's definitely... being a good warrior. Not the first time, but there, there, there have been moments in a lot of the movies where he, like, picks someone up and throws them or bashes them or whatever, but... This definitely um, afforded him a lot more screen time, honestly. Yeah, he got to be a lot more physical, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, But that interaction, their first interaction with him, like, sort of speaking Wookiee, was just... uh, (laughs) It was so funny. It was so amazing. Like, I'm dying when he got picked up by his feet, and he's just like... (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what I would do. That's what yeah. I would do. <laughs> just try to make a Wookiee noise. Just try to make a Wookiee noise. Yep. Um, just figure something out. I loved his love interest in this movie. Oh, what's her name? Kira. What What was her name in the movie? Kira. Kira. Um, what's her name in real life? Something Clark. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. That's it. Uh, her name is Daenerys Stormborn. Yes, uh, the Unburned. I know her from uh, from that <laughs> very well, but she was great in this, and I want to see more of her. And they have set her up. I feel like to be maybe even in more of the movies going forward than on Solo. <laughs> like if they could easily make more movies where she's a she's a, a prevalent character. Um, yeah. And you talked about uh, this is before he gets hurt. This is before the world kind of drags him down. Yep. And I think this is the beginning of that world dragging him down, particularly when she decides to leave him. Yeah, yeah. When she decides to go be with Darth Maul. Yeah. Like, that's... Um, she seizes her... The beginning of the fall. She seizes her opportunity to move up in the ranks instead of trying to disappear with him, which is what their plan was all along. It was pretty painful... But that's part of my problem is I feel like that that could have been the moment when he like takes on more of a gruff exterior and maybe Chewie and him have a conversation and in that conversation he's like he kind of takes on a little more of that deeper sort of gruff. Yeah. He could have like had it they could have written something there where he like stops being the plucky hero, you know? Dude, don't call him plucky. He was right? he, he was plucky. He doesn't know what that means. I know, I know, but that's the problem. <laughs> is he was a plucky hero in this movie, and that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like this whole thing with him being a little too Luke Skywalker and a little not not Han Solo enough. That could have been the moment where he like adopted that sort of like a darker persona because he just had the the whole hope that he's had for his love this whole time is has just been ripped away from him. And I thought that was going to be what they were doing with it. But then yeah. after after she disappears, he's just like, let's go to Tatooine. And he still just sounds so like, doop doo 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 I hear there's a boss looking for some work or looking for, yeah. some, looking for a smuggler. Um, it just still sounded like he was 
so sold on his own legend and his own like uh, story that it, he did not grieve the way I wanted him to grieve for her leaving. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's not even like grieving for her. She could have very easily died. You know, he could have been grieving for her dying. And that would have been yeah. okay. That would have made sense. But like at this point, you're just grieving for your relationship with her. Yeah. No, that that was one really interesting about the movie is we know he goes on to be with Leia. So something has to happen here to pull her away. And I, th- yeah. I thought I thought it was probably going to be her death, especially after she vouched for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, she just vouched for him with Dryden. Uh, who was... Yeah, and then she had to go. Yeah, so I think that was... That was Dryden, like, saying, yeah, you're part of this. You're part of this, and, like, you vouched for him. You're part of the mission. If it fails, you're also a failure. Um, right. And even worse, uh, he she, she betrayed him. Um, yeah, really an intense little... I really love. I really loved all of the twists and turns of the story there. You know, yeah, it was it was actually a a solid telling, and it felt like it set up a lot of good things in the future. Um, what I'm what I'm a little bit scared of is that they're going to try to make her raise mom. Oh, uh, I don't think I don't think that. You sure. I don't see why. I don't see. I don't see any reason why that's even like on the on the uh, well agenda. I mean, sure, it it makes sense time. No, it doesn't even make sense time wise, right? It does. I mean, kind of. Yeah, she'd have to be pretty old when she had her. Well, because this mean, is Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is Harrison, or not Harrison Ford. <laughs> uh, Kylo Ren is Han Solo's kid. That's true. That's true. And she's a little bit younger than him. Yeah. It could be, but I just don't see... I don't see why I worry about it. (laughs) Well, I just don't think that that would be doing justice to Rey. I don't... Almost. Are you one of the people... Okay, let's get into this. Are you one of the people that's mad at Last Jedi for taking away her parentage? No. No, and I don't honestly don't even think that they took away her parentage. I think that that was Kylo Ren being a dick, being like, "You came from nothing," and so you're her. So you actually, you're one of the people who's still waiting on her parentage. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I love what Kylo Ren said. I hope it's true. I really hope it's true. It's possible that it's not. I agree with you that it could be Kylo Ren being a dick. But Star Wars has always been this sort of weird patriarchy where there's this like if you're not a skywalker you're not that important <laughs> like like family matters yeah and that's sort of an old thing and i love in last jedi something that i love about that movie is that it takes all of that and it says no that's not why you're powerful the force the force has chosen you to be powerful it basically undoes a lot of that metachlorian bullshit like if you if you if <laughs> people talk about the whole like science you know the, the whole metachlorian thing being bad, uh, but that's kind of makes sense if you're if you're worrying about it being all about parentage, it's kind of the same thing to me. It's like yeah, you inherited, you inherited my high metachlorian count. Yeah, exactly. Like I'd rather it be the force is a mystical fo- like a mystical entity that is choosing people to balance itself who the, it needs and it needed someone and Ray is the one it chose regardless of her parentage. Like I, I think that's something beautiful and egalitarian about that, um, that all the other star Wars movies, which were made in a different time. And I think they're sort of a result of that different time. They sort of rely on this idea of parentage, which, which creates some interest, interesting, it creates some interesting uh, interplay between father and son, but that 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 I feel like that's it's kind of been played out. Yeah, I mean, like partially, um, and I'm not saying it can never happen again. Or you can never have a good father and son or mother daughter story, or mother son, whatever. Um, you can't have you can have all kinds of stories, but I feel like that was the story Lucas wanted to tell, and it was a great story. Uh, but in the new age of Star Wars, if you keep Everyone has to be inherited of some... Everyone has to be, the uh, you know, 
uh, everyone has to be the descendant of someone else, and everyone ha- like just like I love that uh, Ryan Johnson in writing that movie was just like no, let's like throw off the shackles of all that idea, and now she's just like. She's powerful because the Force chose her, and she has a destiny, even though she comes from nothing. And, and I, I, I love that idea. And it, it ties into the little boy at the end with the with, who's 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 sweeping the floors and looks yeah, up at the yeah. stars. Like it ties into that idea that they're inspiring this like you a know new generation new generation of Force sensitive people. people to to do their thing. You know, like uh, I don't know. It, yep. It's hard. I haven't really talked thought much about it. So. It's not on the tip of my brain. <laughs> we're we're getting your your thoughts out right now yeah. on it. So I'm so I'm a little I'm a little stumbly because I'm really just like I said I don't I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. But that's one thing I really liked about that movie is that it took away the whole like inherited parentage matters da 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 and it took it more modern. Honestly, like these days we believe we don't believe that we believe that you are you can do whatever you, you want. You forge your own destiny. Yeah, we we that's what we want to believe at least. And yeah. I, and I think that like I like that Star Wars is embracing that idea. That's fair. That's fair. I I would appreciate. I would like it if that's the case. And you know, if it does turn out that Ray did come from nothing and her parents are just junkers that sold her for booze money, like I'd be okay with that. I would also really like it if she was the daughter of somebody important, even if they haven't been introduced yet. Right. I just don't want it to be Kira for some reason. Okay, I I just don't I don't see a reason to worry about that because I don't think there's like strong evidence for them wanting to do that. But I also don't see why it would be necessary if they decide to make her a parent. Like I could kind of seeing it being a good like reason or someone to someone to pick. I don't know. Um, yeah. What is it because she's not force sensitive that we know of? Is that part of the why? Of the why? Um, the why that I don't want her to be the parent. Yeah. I I don't know the. The why, for me, it just doesn't seem like it It fits for her to be the parent. And it kind of... I think it would make me like her less, Kira, less. Because, like, she did... You know, she, she got stuck on Corellia. And, you know, she had to do bad things to get out. But, like, everybody does bad things when they're put into a situation like that. Right. And then... She double-crossed Han. It's like, damn, that sucks that she did that. But I can understand why she did that because she's done all these bad things. It's kind of who she is right now. Right. And this is the decision she made in this moment. So maybe she can be saved later. But if she gave up her child, I'm done with her. Well, but the, you and don't, I don't want to hate her. You don't know the circumstances. Like, I don't. She could don't. have given up her child because someone is going to kill her child. Like, she yeah. could have a mark, like, say, 15 years from now or whatever. She has a child. Um, it, it, I think it had to be more than that. It had to be 20 years, whatever. Uh, she yeah. has a child, and there are there's a, there's a mark on her head because it would be really easy for her to have a mark on her head because of all this, all this whatever. The crime syndicate crime goes syndicate down. Stuff. She, you know, she's, she's, she's marked for death. Someone's going to kill her and her entire family. And the only way to escape that is to hide her child on this planet, you know? Um, and, and that's, that's the only way thing she has. She like barely knows this Plutarch guy because he like has worked with her, uh, doing some sort of salvage job in the past or something. And she's like, this is the only thing in the quad place in this sector of space. I, I know anyone and I need to hide her. And I'll come back for her, and she hides her and gets off the planet and gets murdered. Like, she's, she could still be a sympathetic character, at least an understandable character, and have a reason to leave her daughter, you know? Yeah, if that's the case. But if she just gave her up willingly, like, I'm done. Sure, with yeah. There's no way they're going to have... There's no way they're going to just have her give, up, give her up willingly. If, I don't if know, that's man. the case. If she betrayed Han like that... She yeah, but there's a, a difference. There's a difference between, like... <laughs> Uh, betraying someone who betraying your ex-boyfriend and betraying your child are two very different things. We think yes. of Han as the hero, but to her, he's just her ex-boyfriend who's kind of naive. Like that's that's who she thinks of Han as. Her yeah. naive ex-boyfriend yeah. and she's using him to level up in the organization. Um she's not a sympathetic character really. I mean she is 3 years ago. Right. Well, yeah, but 
it's been a it's been a it's been a bit of a three years for her. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when it says three years later, I was like, Mm-mm, she's dead or something, or she's a completely different person. She's not gonna remember him. Like, mm-mm. right? I love that she shows up by herself. I love that she got herself out in in whatever yeah. way she did. And I lo- that whole scene is is so fraught and so interesting. And she says, "He's like, I can't. I'm so glad you got out." And she says, "I didn't." Mm. Um, which is mm. rough to hear. Yeah. It's super. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It does. So it cut me deep. I, I, I don't know. I, I love, I really liked this movie a lot. I think it was really cool. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought that, uh, there was one point where, <laughs> where I was discussing this with the lady on our way back. I was like, it's really kind of shocking slash funny slash weird to see a black man scoff at somebody who's asking for equal rights. <laughs> yes. Like, even if it was a droid. No, no, it was, it was definitely a, uh, it was so culturally aware. Well, it was culturally aware, but it was interesting because this is a different culture where you don't have, uh, the, 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 the I thought about that too, during the movie in this, in this world, the black people aren't, subjugated the droids are yeah <laughs> like yeah <laughs> there's a lot of people who are subjugated in this universe uh the wookies uh, as well um and a lot of a lot of these different slaves uh slave races sort of things happening um particularly yeah. by the empire um darn humans uh but <laughs> it doesn't seem humans it doesn't seem that black people are being uh you know uh downtrodden in this universe so or in this galaxy so it it is interesting to have uh him looking you know donald glover who's a very woke individual looking at l3 and being like oh gosh you and your equal rights um (laughs) here she goes again there's a little her little rant on equal rights (laughs) oh next you're gonna want to vote Ugh. yeah i thought that was fun i thought that was a, a fun little uh twist on that whole thing um yep great great movie i really enjoyed it i i I, just and you notice all this talking we've done we've barely talked about han solo and i think that's the way when you (laughs) when you talk about star wars it's kind of the same thing the only time that luke gets interesting is is he gonna go to the dark side you know yeah his choices aren't interesting except for there's a few very key choices and it's always about like is he making the right decision to move toward the light or the dark? Like that's, that's his whole arc and that's all you really care about. But like Han, it's just like every little thing he does is interesting because he's this side character who is not our representative. He is the, he's the character that is not us in the story. And in this story, he was us. He's the neutral mask and he's not, um, just not Han Solo to me. That's fair. And it seems to be a lot of people's opinion of it. Um, if we go to our, our feedback Yeah, let's hear here, what, what people are saying. Uh, we got Dustin Small saying, I enjoyed it as a whole. Like many of us here, I'm a part-time Star Wars fan. Right out of the shoot, I knew I was going to compare this one to Ant-Man. It went through production hell, had every right to be awful, but I left thinking it was a fun, entertaining movie. Hmm. The recognizable faces made it interesting. Well, you see, the dragon lady is with Vision, then Han, her, and Tallahassee go looking for Troy. (laughs) Uh, Maybe Abed was an alien? (laughs) (laughs) Last thought, Chewie, L3, and Lando stole the movie, IMO. Once I accepted Alden is not Harrison and moved on, I actually think he did a pretty darn good job with a near-impossible task. Yeah. That's fair. I, I don't think he did a bad job of playing this character in this movie at all. This character was not Han Solo. Yeah, that, that's for, for me. For, for me, that's that's how I feel. Um, but yeah, no, I think I enjoyed every moment he's on screen. He was fun to watch, and, and so were all the other characters. But it just he felt like the neutral mask to me, and that's not what Han Solo is supposed to be. At least not at the end of the yeah. movie. And maybe maybe this is the beginning of a solo trilogy, and we're going to get two more movies that are going to be about him working for Jabba <laughs> and moving up in the ranks and like becoming more of a smuggler or whatever. You can't call it solo <laughs> if there's more than one. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you think about th- that exact thing? What do you think about the... Uh... Oh, yeah, him, them, him being given a name. Yeah. He's like, a man has no name. Um 
I don't know. Like it, it was really sad. It was really, really sad. It was. That he had to be given a name like that. He's like, I have no people. Oh, it's just you. Man, I'm so low. I kind of feel like it was a bit of a retcon as to why the name is so cheesy. Yeah. Like, yeah. like George Lucas wrote this movie, and he's like, I'm gonna write this renegade loner character. His name's gonna he be always so, writes solo. His name's gonna be Solo. Like, you know. But that's not the case, though. He always has Chewie with him. That's true. But let's face it: in those movies, Chewie's not considered a person. That's fair. In though in those movies, this movie he was well, and even in this movie, he wasn't treated that way by most people. Han treated him well, um, but the Wookiees aren't really considered people in this universe. Um, that's why yeah. Wookiee. That's why uh, um, they don't give him a medal at the end. They he's just standing. They they. It's so. It's such a sad thing at the end of uh, the first oh. Star Wars. They give. Han and Luke medals, and and Chewie's standing right next to them, and they just don't give him a medal. <laughs> so shitty, so shitty. God, like so shitty. how unwoke is the Star Wars universe? <laughs> it's like so bad, <laughs> pretty bad from the sound of it. It really is. It's pretty bad. Um, let's see. We got two other quick blurbs from the <laughs> feedback realm. Brian V. Klein says, "I loved it. It was a fun ride. Loved all of the Easter eggs and nods to the other Star Wars lore." Uh, especially the reveal of who was in charge of Crimson Dawn. Yeah. And then Joe Ketchum said, thoroughly enjoyed it. Probably my fourth favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> I'd like to know what the first three are. Yeah. I mean, you can't drop something like that on us and then not say what one, two, and three are. I hate to... Like, what, what did you like more? I hate to be this guy, but I just... I've really enjoyed these new movies a lot. And being a person who's not a big Star Wars fan... I don't have all that affection built up for those first three. You know, the the yeah. Ridge Tridge. The, the OG Trill? Yeah. And I just, I like, <gasps> for the most part, I like Rogue One, Solo, and Last Jedi are probably like my favorite <laughs> Star Wars movies. Matt. Yeah. Matt, it's the Trill OG. The Trill OG? Oh, nicely done. Yeah? Nicely yeah. done. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Pretty pretty impressive wordplay there, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's all the feedback we got, right? Yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, we didn't give people a whole lot of time to be like, hey, by the way, we're going out of universe, so go see this movie and tell us right. what you think. I just figure mo- a lot of our listeners who are uh, keeping up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe probably also watch, watch Star Wars, so... Um, Wait, you mean nerds cross fandoms? Yeah, man, what? they do it. They do it. Um, I don't believe that. I watch second. Pretty much every nerd movie that comes out. I don't know when we'll do this again. You guys, let us know what you think about these bonus episodes. Um, we've we've got nothing but positive feedback yet, but I I can understand. So well, we got one guy in our Facebook group who I don't think even listens to the podcast complaining that we're spamming him because we're a Marvel Cinematic Universe thing and we posted about. Uh, Deadpool, and I was like... Uh, he thought it was a group. Yeah, it was weird. Um, he thought it was an MCU-specific group, and it was like, why are we talking about... Or, like, why is this group showing non-MCU stuff? Right. Shouldn't we just be the Marvel group? I'm like, well, we're not a group. We're a podcast page, so... We're, yeah. You know, so piss off. So, we're talking about what our podcast is doing, which is, granted, going outside of universe. So, as long as our listeners are happy with us doing these bonus episodes then that's great. So if, as long as there's nobody out there who feels, I mean, and you know, as long as there's not a lot of people who feel that way. So if you are out there feeling like, what the F, why are they talking about something that's not Marvel cinematic universe? Uh, let us know. But if you are enjoying us doing this every once in a while, you know, we watch these movies anyway, and it's kind of fun to cast about them. So, uh, yeah. And if you don't like us going off topic next week, we're starting cloak and dagger. Wow. Is it next week? Yeah. It's next week, man. Cloak and Dagger comes out so soon. I thought it was... Okay. I thought it was June 7th no. or something like that. It is. June 7th is next week. Okay. I guess that is kind of next week. <laughs> no, next week... Well, it's two weeks from now. About. When is um, Luke Cage dropping? June 22nd. June 22nd. So we'll have a couple weeks of Cloak and Dagger... And then we'll get, uh, which we still don't know if it's in the MCU. We're just assuming, right? 
It's kind of like Runaways. Yeah, Cloak and Dagger is supposed to be. I mean, it's it's definitely in the MCU or the sorry the Marvel Television universe. You know, with the rocks on oil and and all that. Oh, is it um, okay? Well, if that all ties it together, then yeah. it's in there. Um, I was just curious because um, Runaways never really was mentioned anything in anything from the MCU, uh, but they also didn't. They only made a few things that maybe meant it wasn't. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. like there was that Obama presidency thing where yeah. we're like, hold on, which technically could have happened. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we'll be back this week, probably with a commissioned podcast and with just kind of a news and feedback roundup. Um, and w- thanks for checking out our solo a Star Wars s- s- story episode. This was fun. <laughs> I just noticed that the stream says solo a Star Wars spoilers. Yeah, I thought that was fun. <laughs> That was fun. That's fun. <laughs> Thanks. If that was intentional, it's it great. was. Um, if not, it's even better. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, guys. All right. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU to leave a voicemail. Uh, if you'd like to be involved in any of uh, uh, any of that, that'd be wonderful. We'd love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to support the show, check us out at patreon.com slash mcucast. Um, this final couple days uh, of our of our um, second round of swag. So if you sign up now, it's it uh, you will get the second round of swag. So check that out. That would be awesome. Um, thank you everyone yeah. who's already subscribed uh, this this last week. We've got a lot of new subscribers. Uh, we'll probably mention all your names on the next cast. Um, thank you so much. Um, we'll be back real shortly. Well, shouldn't we add that they need to follow us on twitch.tv slash mcucast? Yes, yes. If, you, if you're a Twitch user, or even if you're not, uh, we, we, we've been getting a lot of Twitch, Twitch subscribers uh, in this first couple of weeks of doing the streaming thing. Followers. Subscribers are different. Followers. Okay, sorry. Followers. We need, we need followers on Twitch so we can move up in the ranks over there. Um, so we can start get subscribers. this live... <laughs> This live thing has been interesting. Um, if you don't know, we're doing live stream on both Twitch and YouTube. Today, Twitch wouldn't work for some reason, so we're only on YouTube. But we're hoping to get it all worked out, and we will be with you uh, doing Twitch and YouTube in the very near future. It's going to be cool. And so you yeah. can watch the show live, and you get to see our beautiful faces. We're voguing right now. Voguing on camera. Okay. Vogue, 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 Vogue. <laughs> All right. We... Here, stop it. You're messing with the lighting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're getting in my light, hand. Um, all right. Jeff's going to make a cherubic face, and we're yep. going gonna, gonna to head out. Thank you very much. Until next time, true believers. Uh-huh.